Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, Hi. beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Art. And I'm Randy from Bring a Trailer. <laughs> we are here with Randy uh, Nonenberg, CEO and co-founder of Bring a Trailer. And we are coming to you live from Bring a Trailer headquarters in, uh, what is this? Is this Petrero Hill or Dodge, Dodge Dog Patch? Patch? Petrero Hill. Petrero Hill. Petrero Hill. Yep. It's beautiful. Um, we just got a quick tour of the facilities, which we'll get into later, but um, beautiful day, beautiful spot. Uh, Randy, how are you doing? Doing great. We're really happy you guys are here. Obviously, we've followed the podcast for a long time, so now we got you uh, up on our turf a little bit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's all coming together. Stoked to finally be able to meet meet up and do this you didn't tell me you picked this location because of the ferrari shop across the street is that, is that part that's of one that? additional perk right there's like four or five uh bastions of hope in san francisco of automotive yeah. instead of uh you yeah. know scooters or whatever right so we got some good ones around here we got a good neighborhood next door is uh the official importer and distributor of bac monos right that's true that's really? separate that's yeah. a uh a, mo- even- a moto shop next to us that is doing that so that's pretty cool we've seen a few of those builds going on in their Whoa. shop are those california legal i didn't so you import them as kits, right? Is that how it works? Honestly, I'm not sure how you title them or or what the California status is or whatever. The the ones I've asked about them, they've been shipping all around the country. They've got guys huh. in New England. They've got guys in the Midwest, and they get them here in kit form. There's body work hanging on the wall in the shop over there that you can go check out, and then they assemble it. And I don't know how they got that deal yeah. or however, but obviously there's a lot of sort of moto overlap in the crowd that runs those single seater type cars. So, yeah. so that's how that works. I think there's a, there's like the under 300, some law, right? Where you can build oh. specialty vehicles. Show and display. Where it's like, no, it's not show and display, but it's just like when you're a builder, you do under 300, then you don't have to do crash testing and all that stuff. But the, but the point is they have to be built here, which means they're sent over here in parts. Like you can't just send a full car uh, from England. Right? Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. But we listed a couple of those on BAT, and uh, they have a few competitors as well, right? There's yep. a few different ones yeah. that are putting Cosworth uh, uh-huh. four-cylinder forward power in them, and they're supposed to be rocket ships. I haven't driven one, but but yeah. we'd love to. Yeah, Art got to go. Or you didn't drive it, right? No, we just went on a drive, yeah, with the guys at the Vools. I think I mentioned the Vool last time, right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. So it's a, it's a Mexican company, and they have something very similar. Yeah, it's a two-seater deal, crazy you know, race car thing. Um, I did want to mention that uh, I happen to know what this facility was used for uh, before they moved in. And, um, you know, we always have little trivia stuff on our show. Uh, can you guys take a wild guess? We already know. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> they told you already? Well, I, I mean, gonna... look at look at the place. How oh, would Lane, we not ask that? Lane didn't uh, play the game, but go on, Art. I was oh, just he... going to say, I don't know, like something cozy, <laughs> like a warming feeling. Uh, fireplace uh, distributor? Is a fireplace that what it uh, sales? Showroom. It was like a showroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's actually totally known for that. Uh, uh, people know this corner on 17th and Missouri. And it's where you would buy your it's fireplace. Where you go get your fireplace at the place, <laughs> at the brick building with yeah. all the fireplaces in it. And they, uh, they decided to change up their business a little bit. They're still in town, but they broke the warehouse off from the sales, so they needed us two smaller places. And uh, we got to move in here, and so it's it's a cool, old, 
sort of it's uh, really historic cool. industrial spot. It's it, pretty neat. It's awesome. So yeah, we're up in a second story office, and there's uh, vines growing over. It's it's really nice. I and like one uh, fireplace remains. Yeah, actually, two. one per floor, right? Yeah, there's one oh, downstairs where yeah. yeah. the cars are, too. People are always like, why is there a fireplace where all your cars <laughs> yeah. are? Like, and that's sort of a uh, throwback to what it used to be. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. awesome. I know um, we have a ton of stuff I want to ask you about bringing a trailer, but it would be silly not to get into a little bit of your early history with cars and how you got to be in this position, which is... Obviously, very uh, car centric. So um, we were just talking a little bit before we recorded that you're um, from Saratoga area and kind of our neck of the woods. So, what? Yeah, what was the beginning? Like, what was your first car? Um, was your family always into cars? All that stuff. Yeah, I'd love to give you a little bit of a little bit of background on that. So you guys have known BAT for a long time, right? BAT turned on in '07, um, but obviously before that, there was. Uh, my upbringing, my dad got me into cars. So I grew up in the South Bay, which is still, in my opinion, climate wise and car environment wise, one of the best places for uh, people were driving vintage cars as daily drivers all through when I was growing up. Right. So I yep. mean, like, yeah. old ladies were driving 65 Mustangs that they bought new, you know, 30 years later when uh-huh. I was in high school. That was super normal. Yeah. yeah. You, no you rust. <laughs> you guys yeah. know that from Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there were you know, black plate vintage cars driving all over the place. And there's still some of that, but I think that has, that has obviously evolved, but that's what got me into uh, wanting my first car to be something old, right? Something from before I was born. I, I was never after air conditioning and like a, the latest Honda Accord or whatever. Yeah. You don't, you don't was, need it. I was, all my buddies were into uh, open top vintage four by fours when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Right. So all of us in high school got, CJ5s and FJs and Scouts and all that. We were that whole crowd. Um, and even before that, my my dad had restored cars before I was uh, born. Uh, and then I came along and uh, I had two sisters and I was the only boy, right? So I kind of got the garage time with dad mm-hmm. for for hanging out, which was great. Kind of He kept me out of trouble that way or did his best to keep me out of trouble by wrenching on cars. So we started working on Mustangs and FJs when when I uh, was a kid. And we saw a lot of cars racing at Laguna Seca in the in the um, B production class, all the Shelbys racing and stuff at, nice. at uh, Laguna and Sears Point when I was a kid. So that got me fired up. So yeah, my uh, uh, first couple cars were FJs and then I had a couple Mustang fastbacks through high school and... But the way people ask how how that got towards BAT type stuff, and that was, I was always looking at the San Jose Mercury News classifieds on every Saturday. You'd open it up, and there'd be like the classic and collector section, right? And I didn't didn't have any money to spend on cars, or I was you know ten or twelve years old. But I was stoked on reading those and seeing what was floating around, and like the treasure hunt aspect of it, which is so popular now with yep. all the cable TV shows and all that sort of stuff. I was doing that sort of stuff pre-internet as a kid and the center few pages of auto week. I don't know if you remember that. Like there was, that was the only big car magazine that had classifieds in it. And I would like skip straight there. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. forget the latest write up on the whatever car I was like, Oh, but somebody's selling. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And and I don't know why that was, but (laughs) it was always electric for me. So that's, uh, that's sort of the car story in the garage and the, the initial seeds of what led to BAT type stuff. Did you go through a bunch of cars at 
like a young adult phase? Were you flipping cars? Were you or getting projects and fixing them up? Or what was your angle? Uh, I, I wasn't too I mean, I, I kind of was just to have fun with it, but it wasn't like a, you know, a business enterprise yeah. or anything. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, I mowed lawns and had a paper route or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And you laugh now, but bought a, bought a, a 66 Mustang fastback for five grand, right. Out of, uh, the Diablo dealer. I don't know if you remember that old yep. paper, paper classified deal for the East Bay. So totally. I bought, bought a car out of the East Bay, uh, and made it into like a Shelby clone and did all that. And then. I just had sort of a short attention span, I think. So I did end up going through a few cars in high school. By the time I left for college, I was driving a 2002 TII with a salvage title that was like four grand or whatever, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. just kind of putting it together and yeah. having mm-hmm. fun. And yeah. I liked variety, right? Like I wasn't like, I'm only ever going to be into trucks or I'm only ever going to be into muscle cars. I was kind of all over the map, you know, yeah. and because there's a lot of. A lot of cool things out there. So, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, did that sort of stuff and, and, uh, that continued until. Did your taste uh, evolve? Like, cause you went from a Mustang fastback to a TII. Did it evolve or you just were always into like everything? You could appreciate the like going straight and fast and then you, you like driving twisties and off I like the variety and, of all those and, and yeah. a lot of them. I mean, the trucks, I guess, notwithstanding, but I like the stuff I kind of saw at the track. So performance oriented cars, right? I was uh-huh. always into like you'd see they were just run different run groups, right? I yeah. mean, you'd see O2s out on the track and then you'd see Mustangs, uh, Mustangs and yeah. then you'd see Z cars and then you'd see what alphas, right? So I always knew uh that variety was kind of my thing for whatever reason right like i'm i'm german and i spent some time in germany and that sort of stuff so i've always liked german cars but uh but you know cars from all over the place have their have their allure and their mm-hmm. appeal and you see that downstairs now right i mean and and you see that on the website frankly right i mean it's like schizophrenic it's all yeah, yeah. just like on your guys rallies right mm-hmm. i mean it's so cool to see a yeah. vintage japanese car and side by side with a german car the, yeah. the one mark show stuff yeah. is is it's I mean, pretty boring right it, it can be right yeah. i mean there's some guys that have kind of figured it out the lufka cooled model and yeah. some different things where you can still make it interesting but the mm-hmm. the old days of you know 20 cars next to each other that are all exactly the same is yeah. is for for guys like us I, I think variety speaks to it for sure so when you when you started bringing a tra- you started bringing a trailer in 07 right that's when the, the site went up yep that's and right. at that point no auctions or anything like that it was just straight up i remember i mean i remember going on it and it was it was you know pointing out classified ads from wherever a newspaper or whatever it was ebay I guess was a thing then. Yeah. eBay was a thing. Um, but it was just calling out these cars and it was like opinion kind of pieces. Mm-hmm. Hey, this car looks really cool. Imagine this with some different wheels and this and that. And, uh, it's only $500 and it's in a, you know, in this barn or something like that. I, I can't recall like, um, like really, really early BAT, whether it was specifically just cars that needed or that required a trailer, right? Like, w- did it start that way? I can't remember. I mean, we picked the name because it applied, uh, to both, uh, you know, high dollar race cars. Obviously, right. the stuff pulling into the track has like haulers, you know, enclosed trailers. Yeah. And then you'd see in those classified ads I was talking about back in the day, like the person with the, you know, blown engine Maserati or whatever mm. would say, bring a trailer, right? It's like no money and it just get it yeah, out yeah. of here. You yeah. know, so yeah. that used to be actual words and you can still search for that. There's still, it's hilarious, but there's still people out there that don't know about BAT and in yeah. their Craigslist ad, they'll write, yeah. bring a trailer. And it always makes me laugh. Right? Yeah. All the like, auto trader yeah. magazines. Totally. I mean, probably in every auto trader that was written totally. 50 times, right? Yep. And yeah. then later, uh, people that knew 
about BAT would start to put that in there so that our searches would find it or whatever. But, but right, the vast right. majority of people, uh, they put that in there because that's what they actually wanted you to do was bring a trailer and get this thing out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, that's a good question though, Art, because a lot of people, uh, are always like, oh, you do modern cars now, but you just started with junker cars. I hear that. And it's I, like, it's I, not yeah. actually, I mean, if you go back and look at the first few, like the second or third piece, I had an obsession with GTVs right around that time, mm-hmm. right? I hadn't had one yet and I wanted one. And so I was writing about like every awesome sort of alcoholic stout. GTV yeah. that I could find. And those aren't like junker cars. And people are like, you were always about the junker cars, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, it's <laughs> actually It's funny not. how they build their so, own, like, yeah, yeah right. What I it mean, reality be. kind of, you know, people yeah. have their perception on what it is. And some people, when they hear the name, I mean, some people were even further off than that. And they were like, do you sell trailers? Like, you're a trailer oh, business, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, Makes you dude. question what you're doing. Totally. totally. They'd yeah. email us and be like, I, I want you to list my trailer. And we're like, oh, that's dude. actually a good question. Have yeah. you sold a trailer? Uh, we've done some like, Airstreams, yeah, some yeah. travel trailers, and some right. like race car type stuff. Okay. Obviously, our main bread and butter is not <laughs> yeah, like yeah. random car, yeah. open car trailers yeah, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. So anyway, but we, we got that, particularly in the early days. And still every once in a while, somebody will Google us and not not figure out the name but yeah that, looking that's, for looking for a trailer yeah, yeah i wanted to kind of clear the air on that because i think you still see that in, in the comments pop up you know and like and it's like i i don't think that was ever a thing i don't remember that right like i i, I thought there was quite a bit of variety but that's an interesting point though i never saw it that way where you know it could be a, a freaking million dollar ferrari that doesn't that they don't want to run on the road right or or it could be something that's perfectly preserved that still requires a trailer so it is a much broader kind of thing than than just like a car that requires one because it can't move under its own power right yeah yeah i remember seeing it as like a resource right it was like you guys finding stuff where i would have you're you're doing the searching for us right as the curation yeah you're curating i had a lot of time on my hands man yeah, right? yeah. i guess you know i was up you know middle of the night my buddies always joke you know they were Hanging out, you know, watching movies or, or gaming or doing whatever. And I was like surfing classifieds for yeah. whatever reason on my laptop, like at the same time. It is, so. it is kind of a, I mean, I, I don't know if it's an addiction, but it's a habit, right? And like going back to the auto trader days, like I remember being 12 years old, as you're describing, and being super stoked that the new one was out, right? And like going oh, to 7-Eleven. You go Tuesdays, you're on, your bike to 7-Eleven, right? Tuesdays or Thursdays, yeah, but you totally. would get there first thing in the morning to try and crack it early yeah. before anyone Dude, else, Dude, I remember right? the smell of it just opening yeah, the yeah. Right? But it wasn't like, about buying, right? Because none of us had any dough. No, it was, none of us were going to buy the car, but I mean, it was like cooler than a car magazine, sure. right? It's the yep. same reason. I mean, you, you also went to... I mean, back in the day, we went to Barnes and Noble and like thumb through. Oh yeah, you know yeah. Whatever, that would be a Friday night hang session. Yeah, like, that's like a yep, serious yeah. one. This yeah. eleven was the easy one after school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, finding stuff like that, I, I don't know. Something about that was, and it was like uh, the commentary, cool. which you have obviously the commentary of people going on there, and that's what we had as a group going to. 7-Eleven or in our case, DJ's Mini Mart, um, mm-hmm. and sitting and thumbing through it like, oh, they want this much for that piece of shit, you know, whatever, like, yeah. or that's such a good deal. Like, imagine that. Or, yep. and, it, and look at these pit bulls. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the pit bulls and the puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was an incredible, I mean, it was super easy way to also learn a ton about cars, right? Like, it was just models and, and all this, all the different, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, options that they had. And, you know, you remember all the PL, PD, you know, power steering, it's totally, it's all the nomenclature. Yeah. All, all the, all, all the, the abbreviations. All the yeah, totally. yeah. Um, I love all it's that. It's interesting to think that there's a whole generation that will never have to meet 
a photographer in a parking lot to then yeah. submit a handwritten yeah. uh, classified ad. 41st Avenue, I remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it goes in the auto shopper. And, and word count, dude. You yeah, have to word, count. word count. You get 35 so, words. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be 35 That's, bucks for for 30 words mm-hmm. or whatever in the San Jose Merc, right? Yeah. And, or letters. So do you write... even character. Do you write mm-hmm. cruise or do you write CC? Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know. So I do have to ask, I mean, you mentioned you had a ton of time on your hands. It sounded like you were in kind of a bachelor pad type of situation. So what were you doing, like... <laughs> When you started BAT, were you in tech like, or what were you up to? Good question. Yeah. So I, uh, I knew I always wanted to be in cars. So, uh, and like I mentioned, I'm, I'm German. So I wanted to work for a German car company. That was like the dream of mine out of school. So, uh, yeah, I went to college and got a couple internships, uh, that I was lucky to score and got a job at BMW. And I had actually a 10 year run at BMW after school doing, uh, product troubleshooting and development and, um, and then later on sort of business development work with our, uh, dealers and customers and, and got to work for, uh, what's called, um, BMW in North America, right? The North America arm that's They're based out of Mountain View, right? Or? Uh, we have a, a technology outpost in Palo Alto where I oh, had okay. a, where I had a desk for a couple of years right out of school. And then I worked remotely and reported to headquarters is actually in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, it's funny, actually, Mercedes and Volvo and BMW are all like next door to each other there. That's where Montclair they're sort of, Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I, I flew back there and did different sorts of stuff for that, but I, uh, kind of covered the whole west of the Rockies territory and, and love that. I mean, BMW was a dream job for me out of school. You what know? years was that? Uh, I graduated from school in 2000, right? Yeah. So we're, uh, and then worked there through 2010. So okay. I mean, yeah. E46 M3 into V8 M3 and E39 M5 was current, right? And yep, M Coupe yep. was current. I mean, those were the kind of cars that were like out and about and everywhere. And, and I mean, what a cool era for that company and, and what we were making. Um, and there was all sorts of, yeah, wacky behind the scenes, cool, cool stuff that we got to do and drive and put a lot of miles on those cars and, uh, and have a good time. That's cool. What did you study in uh, mechanical in- engineering? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I knew I wasn't going to be like deep computer double E type guy. Uh, and I thought that was a good path towards, you know, having your hands on a real product and a real vehicle. That was yeah. kinda, my mind, how my mind worked with, with Legos and things that you tear apart and put back together. Right. So that's yeah. the, the mechanical route. Definitely. So when bring a trailer came about, was it did you see it as a passion project or a way to make money? Cause I don't think there was any monetization. There was no business model. There was no cash. There was nothing. I mean, it was, it was pre social media really for the most part, right? Oh seven. It was just sort of maybe Facebook, but nothing, none of the other stuff. Right. So it, um, no, it was not a business venture. It was a buddy of mine and I, I'm not the only founder in it. My buddy Gentry that I went to college with, he, he and I did some car stuff out of school and he was like, man, it'd, it'd be really cool if you could share this info that you have all these years of looking at classifieds and stuff. If you could share that. I'm sure other people would want to read it just like he did. He kind of read it as a, as a uh, consumer, you know, when I would write stuff, he would read it and, uh, he was really smart. He was sort of the tech brain and I was the automotive and product and marketing brain. And we kind of put those two together and, and, you know, came up with the bring a trailer name in an email banter that I still have right among, nice. uh, among, uh, among us. And, uh, yeah, anyway, so we, um, we put it together that way. That's cool. And then it just kind of like blew up. Right. And I mean, in my eyes, I remember it just existed and then it was like, everyone was on it every day. And this is like back in 
Probably 07, yeah. 08-ish. I mean, 07 like, was early. It's funny. I mean, everything on BAT is permanent, right? Just yeah. like now. All the auctions yeah. are permanent and everything stays. Yeah. So you go back. I mean, you can page back, 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 yeah, back, yeah. back all the way. You can get to the first post, which is January 7th, 2007. And yeah. it's like super amateur night and hilarious yeah. and ridiculous, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I don't know if that maps with you guys. I don't know what your first podcast no, was we like. Know, so, you know what I, you know yeah, what I mean? Oh, I mean you're just like, I know. you look oh. back now and you're like, what were we doing? I had a, you know? I had a conversation with that, with someone the other day. I'm like, I'm thinking about deleting our first 50 episodes <laughs> because it's like when people find a podcast, do they just go to the first one, right? Yeah, and, totally. And we were recording with, without mics. It was like, yeah. you know, just like hanging out in a room. There was and a room. It makes and, you, you know, laugh your head off, right? Yeah. But you look at those early posts and that, I mean, it was, it was like me finding a, a link somewhere online and grabbing a couple pics from there and saying, Hey, take a look at this car. And this is kind of cool. Or finding a car that was, uh, you know, underpriced and like, wow, somebody should buy that. I'm not yeah. buying this. Somebody should buy this. And it was yeah. very casual language and sort of, uh, I mean, I definitely remember in no seven, we were, we had already formed, we had formed our, uh, lemons team. Okay. And we were, uh, I were was, you guys racing? What were your cars? Uh, 944. You had a 944. Okay, yeah, cool. and we were at the... We started... Early Lemons. We right? were the I mean, second Lemons ever. Yeah. So the one at, at Altamont, the right. second Altamont one. It was right. like, first one happened, there was like 30 cars, and then we were the yep. second one. Cool. And we were kind of the, in that area, in that you know era of it. And I remember I was working at a Subaru dealership, and we were, I would go on BAT every day, and it was like, <laughs> you know, all of us, it was definitely a thing that we all knew about. Yeah, but you were, you were front edge. I mean, it wasn't... Yeah. You say it blew up, but it, okay. it, it, audience wise, I mean, if you look at the first six months of post, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm writing maybe a, a write a, a write up once a day, yeah, um, and there's maybe one or two comments, maybe. I mean, there's a bunch of them with no comments. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was like passion project. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, we're gonna blow this audience up, right? And there was <laughs> yeah. no. I don't know. I mean, maybe some blogs there were like a precedent for it, but I mean, there was, it wasn't like I was chasing something. Well, I'm yeah. Like, you're like, what am I ever going to, what is this ever going to become? Like, I just have more totally. work. I mean, and, I mean, where we are now, uh, like auctions and like, I mean, all this stuff going yeah. on, like no idea. I mean, no, literally zero idea that yeah. that could have been possible. And it took into, you know, a year later into 08, um, um, when we had, I don't know, maybe there were 10 comments on a story. So as, as you guys know, with the, with call in shows and, and your events and community, when people start reacting, it starts to like build the adrenaline, yeah. right? You're like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like, let's, like, that's where a lot of social media momentum has come from and podcast momentum and that sort of stuff. And so when people started commenting on, on, what I would write up about cars, it would make me write the next one, right? And it would make me want to do, like, don't let these people down. Like, I better right, write right. something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now you have and an audience. then we um, started the daily email, right? Which, and that, the daily email would go out empty if there wasn't a story. So that created, like, pressure, and there was a clock. It went out. Like, if I didn't write something by 2 a.m., like, nothing would go out, right? So, I, like, 1.59, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, crap, it's Friday night, and I went out, like, drinking beers with my buddies. I was like, crap, I got to get back and write about a Cadillac or something, right? I got to yeah. get it out. Otherwise, the email is going to go out, and then I get emails from the readers, like, where are you? Like, why, yeah. didn't, you, why didn't you give us a daily yeah. email? So, anyway, there's there became this, like, treadmill thing for me, which was both positive and had a lot of sort of uh Turned into a real adrenaline. job. It, a responsibility. I don't know about a job. Yeah. I mean, there was still, yeah, yeah, yeah. still no dough in it, yeah. but it, it was <laughs> like a, I was beholden to all this like audience that started to to sort of uh, gather around the site. So yeah, when, and then there the big the big shift. Everybody asked when was the like sort of business change, and that was when in '08 we had enough eyeballs that some of the loyal readers, early readers like you guys, started to say, 
hey, I've got a 944. Like, I don't really want to put it on Craig's. Can I put it straight on BAT? And we're like, I don't know. Okay. So we did a super ad hoc way to do that. Like, oh, dude, if it sells, like, like send me a check for 50 bucks. Or <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Super amateur, yeah. like nothing buttoned up. Um, and then we started to do maybe one of those a week. And then we started to do maybe two of those a week, right? And then we started to do one of those a day. And then people started sending us because they liked the commenting and generally just the fact that somebody would email us and send us info on the car means they were a little bit more above board than random internet yeah. poster, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Um, because they at least had to email us a couple times and, and communicate so that, that would raise the bar. Right. And then that, the light bulb kind of went on and we were like, wow, this could actually be a marketplace of cool cars for sale. And then, you know, down the road we went to the auctions in 2014. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's way fast <laughs> I mean, forward. Way that, later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the BAT was, you know, uh, we had to figure out how to like get, like make it an actual business and it actually had revenue. And my wife's like, why are we getting paper checks in the mail? Like, yeah. who are these people <laughs> sending money? Like what's going on? Yeah. And then, but were um, you before the auctions, that was like, you were, you kind of already turned into a business. Or? Yeah. We turned into a okay. business in, uh, like Oh eight, Oh nine. Gotcha. Um, uh, and I think, uh, and we and we had you guys know this from like uh, websites and your online experience. And we were steering, started steering traffic to eBay and started steering traffic to uh, some other classified sites, and they'd give you a couple bucks. So I think in 2007, even in its first year, like overall the tax docs at the end of the year or whatever said, I think it made like like 1,200 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, wow, yeah. amazing! You're like, dude, I made money on this. Yeah, we're like, wow, that's yeah. like a ton of money, yeah. right? And we're like, that's crazy. <laughs> And, uh, and then 2008, it was, I don't know, maybe 10 grand or something. Right. And it, but, but it was, there was this, uh, possibility of like, wow, this is like not a joke all of Uh a sudden, right? Like maybe this is something. So then, yeah. And and then, um, we've actually built it up enough to, uh, my buddy and I both quit our day jobs in 2010 to do it full time. Way pre auction. That was like just on this classified deal and. And traffic probably too. And right? traffic, so we started driving real traffic to to other sites. And eBay, uh, kind of ironically, now actually yep. had a great partner program back then that paid really well. Mm. Um, and so we were about maybe a third of the cars that we would feature. There was good stuff on eBay back then, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really less now, totally. but back then, like, where else was it going to go, right? I mean, that yeah. was kind of the spot. And um, and so you'd have to wade through, you know, a hundred terrible cars to find yeah. a good car. But obviously I had refined that. And no, there was a lot of cool. I mean, I bought a car on eBay and totally two cars. And there's still actually. some diamonds in the rough out there, but it's the landscape has changed obviously now, but, but back then, um, so anyway, so there was some revenue and, and 2010, um, we both quit our day jobs and we're like, let's do BAT and figure out how to build this out. And we kind of knew all along that auction would be awesome because people just argue over price all the time. And I've never liked the, the like classified, you know, list your car for, wait, but I got to pad it by 20 K because they're going to work me down. And like it, this mm-hmm, whole mm-hmm. nasty sort of staring contest that is super inefficient and not, not cool. So just like car um, sales and it's super nutshell, used right? car sales yeah, nightmare, just, uh, right? Like alligator shoes and the whole yep. thing, you know? So <laughs> yeah. nobody yeah, digs yeah. all of that process. It's been broken for a long time and auction is cool. Auction also has its trouble, but auction was cool. So we were like, we got, Someday we're going to build an auction. We'd go to Monterey, like I said, to the races and go to a couple auctions and the, and the crazy experience there and the fees and the circus and the lighting and, and all the, the British accents, all that stuff. And we were like, 
this is super cool. There's great aspects to this, but there's also negative aspects to this. And it, it would be so cool to be able to do this someday. Yeah. That was like 2010, 11 was like someday talk. And it took a few years, but we ended up doing it. Well, obviously you have a thing against alligator shoes. So that's why you wanted Did to you wear yours today. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. No. He wore, he you does. know what I mean though. I mean, I worked for BMW and I was in dealers all the time. He means alligator and skin. I know, I know, but uh, well, I was an internet manager for a Subaru dealer. Oh, no, yours, your shoes have alligators on them, dude. That's a, that's a different deal. That's a, no, no, no. That's a different I, deal. I know what you're talking. I mean, about. like snakeskin boots oh, and for like. Sure, for I did sure. sales like, for a dealership for eleven months. Yeah, an internet manager for a Subaru dealer. There you go. Ah um, man, it was like, and ours was very. It was Santa Cruz, very yeah. like, very granola. Uh-huh. And even that, I was like, after eleven months, I'm like, get me, you know. Yeah. It was like. I mean, I mean, some of them can be great. It's not to like, you know, broadly brush that whole industry, yeah. but I mean, everybody knows. But also the people's car business has yeah. a terrible reputation and about 90% of that reputation is really well earned, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's like kind of a mess. Yeah. But I mean, there are, uh, some people fall off the horse on that and on BAT are like, never allow any dealers. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, there are some dealers out there that are legit, like no way more than all of us, like no cars, yeah. right? And no, how to do stuff. So it's, you can't ever like take an entire group out. But yeah. I, mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that used car dealership world and life yeah. and approach. Yeah. I mean, new can, cars can are be much improved. better either. New cars, like, maybe too. Yeah, that's yeah. almost like worse in my opinion. Totally. They're bumping up interest rates behind your back and you totally. they don't even tell you about it. Right. Oh, so man. that's it's, like the, that's like the weird stuff you don't, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, that's why everyone goes into the negative attitude. But. So I think the key kind of, aspect that you have really nailed it on is the curation, right? So I think that goes for dealers as well as individual private sales, right? So you do go through and and get a better understanding of what's going on there that really helps kind of get get the right product out there, right? And and that's what people come to your site for. And I mean, one of the main things, right? I mean, there's now the community and there's all these other things that you have going on. But um, like, how did that process start? Like, what are, do you, do you remember the early criteria for something like that? Like, <laughs> that, that seems kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Curation is a super important part of BT today. It was what made it popular in the beginning, I think, is what cars were there, right? And early on, uh, it was just me, like, you know, on my laptop, you know, just like surfing online for what was cool. But similar, you asked what kind of cars I was into as a kid, like that variety resonated with people, right? Like, uh, if BAT was only a Porsche site or if BAT was only a Datsun site, these forums, they have value and they you can go super deep on them. But something about, you know, the, the, what resonated was variety and, um, yeah, my perspective was always, it really cut across different types of cars, but then it cut across different values, right? I think there were a couple, there's always been BAT sort of copycats out there. And there were a couple that were like, we're going to do it for the supercar BAT, right? Or yeah. we're going to do it for the off-road BAT or whatever, you know, that, that sort of deal. And, um, I think the ability <laughs> to do it all across and be able to like know what a cool, early Bronco and what makes that cool, uh, is, and to know what a, like a weirdo, you know, I don't know, Yelpa or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, mean, yeah. like he, all of that stuff is cool, right? That's yeah. what makes like the, the car universe, uh, interesting and big and vibrant and, and, uh, giving it sort of stay power. So, um, people have asked as soon as BAT sort of became a thing, people said, what is a BAT car, right? Like what makes that a BAT car? It's a good question. And we had to, uh, 
the, the, it's a tough business model where you have to say no to some customers, yeah. right? Like if you're a yep. McDonald's or whatever, you want to say yes to everybody, just get them in the door. Yeah. Right? But if we said yes to everything on BAT, it wouldn't be cool anymore. Right. So you have to pick and, um, that can be price. That can be interesting vehicle. That can be, uh, you know, the, the seller has a super compelling story yeah. that can be, that can well, be any number of things, but, um, it has to have some sort of it, right. That makes it yeah. worthy of just not being another random offering. Yeah. And, and we push the envelope of that and we make people uncomfortable with that. Right. Because, uh, a lot of people thought in the early days that means old, like collector means old car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we started like, I've always, you know, I've got the Mark II downstairs, right? If I would find a sweet, like 16 valve GTI or Jetta, I'd throw it on there. Yeah. And people were like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. <laughs> BAT has lost its way. Yeah. You know, all this sort That's of stuff. That's just a car. Totally. Like yeah. all these sort of accusations yeah. and crazy stuff. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like calm yeah. down. Like we're, we're, I, but I liked pushing the envelope a little like, bit. Dude, we started 12 years ago. Totally. And then, <laughs> I was, you know, totally. and, I, and I was like, first of all, this is like my dream car. Like, yeah. I love this. And, and a lot of people, uh, yeah, would, would like get set in their way that, oh, BAT, you like alphas. You're like an alpha site then. Oh, yeah. Anybody else is not allowed to play here or whatever, right? Yeah. It's just, people, people, uh, I'm sure you guys are conscious up. about all that. It's like, you can't have, obviously, you can't have like, three 911 cabs ending on the same day or you know you can't have like that's part of curation you, you too, have to right? like overlap yeah so if you have too many r107 sls signing up you have to deny a bunch of them because you or don't want more wait, than right? or, or tell them to them wait or, or tell them to wait yeah, yeah, so but, that, yeah and but, nowadays at this volume i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm talking about like early days even, oh, okay. just like what, what we're doing but nowadays you're exactly right i mean with now there's 250 cars on the site, yeah. right? So now there is more flexibility to have an R107 in LA and in Connecticut at the same yeah. time. Like that's actually cool. That's going to oh. be okay. Yeah. But in the early days, we never would have thought of that because when there's only four cars on the site, like you can't have two R107s, mm-hmm. right? You got to yeah. shake it up. You got to cover some yeah. variety, right? So curation is started really just sort of grassrootsy and natural early on. And now it's a little bit more calculated in terms of being thoughtful and like this is a product where people are using to transact before it was like me writing about people who's they didn't even know they were on BAT right and now they're coming to BAT to be listed so we have a responsibility to to make sure we can do the best job we can on that but but the mix is critical and that's true at a car show that's true uh that's true uh anywhere out there and I I think that's still that's always going to be important for BAT it'll never yeah. be like throw open the floodgates sort of yeah shape. and that's really important I think especially early on right to establish yourself as something like that I know yours was sort of um not necessarily not necessarily something you were super conscious of but it was something about you right it was it was your kind of uh, approach to this whole thing, what type of cars you liked, and the variety was there. So then you're starting to attract a certain type of person, a certain type of audience, right? So, I mean, I, I've had a, I had a conversation recently with someone who's starting like a kind of a large video review series type of thing, you know, and like, and uh, they were just kind of like uncertain, like what they were going to go with next. And I'm like, I'm glad that you're you're actually even thinking about this because like if you go with two back-to-back certain types of cars, then you set up a precedent there. It's an expectation that, oh, you're a supercar channel, and then all of a sudden the next video is like some 80s whatever, and they're like, what the hell is this, right? Like we were expecting this, and then you turn people off. And so, so yeah, like starting that cadence of like mix, mixing it and making it uh, varied, I think, is, is really, really good. Um, luckily, you set, set that up early. We have a similar kind of thing going with our community, like where like 
we have a super rad group of people that come to our events and, you know, our listeners and everything. And it's because we're super eclectic, right? Like, you know, we all have different backgrounds in the car world and, but there's a lot of overlap as well. So that's kind of the glue that gets everything going. And then, but we're all into everything. I know, mean, one so. similarity too, between the two communities is and early days in bringing trailers it seemed like mainly the cars featured were drivers. I mean, it wasn't, you know, we're not talking about just uh, low concord points and all <clears throat> that right. sort of stuff, right? Yeah, right, right. One, yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, a, a high boy roadster that's you can't really drive. It's mainly just to cruise down the boulevard. These were like cool cars that we all, you know, resonated with. So that probably is a testament to you and growing up in the mountains or near, you know, Santa Cruz and uh, Santa Cruz mountains and the South Bay and kind of driving, right? I the mean, narrow roads, we call them. The narrow roads. Yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, and events like your guys, um, there were some of those back then, and and that, like I went on my first California Melee, I think, you know, six or something like that, right? And um, and that was like through the grapevine and kind of underground, and nobody really knew about it, right? But like that, that environment and building a car for events of the, like guys do now for your guys' rallies, right? Like people will plan six months in advance and get the car and get it dialed and get it ready. And then yeah. on your event and that sort of stuff, um, that makes the like looking out for what car to buy a totally different animal, right? You're not looking for a total basket case cause you'll never make the, you'll never yep. make the day, totally. right? And you're not looking for a, totally perfectly stock car because those actually aren't often the best ones for taking on, you know, sketchy California yeah. secondary roads. Right. So, or the value is there in keeping them that way. So you want to totally or low mileage. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you want a reliable car, you want a cool car, but you want one that's going to get you there. Yeah. And, it's, the and you're not scared of a little rock chips. Yeah. The driving experience is super important to you. So yeah, if, if, uh, again, if you look at the early BAT cars, a lot of them fell into that sort yeah. of mold, which is again, against the grain of like, Oh, it was always for junker cars in yeah. your side yard it wasn't it was like man if that if you could i mean back then i mean i bought my 356 off craigslist for 14 grand right those days are long gone yeah right? but like that's what that car was bought for right and then like dialed it in with the right wheels and tires and suspension and and engine for events and yeah. it was never a perfect car but it was like <clears throat> an awesome rally car right and and that uh if you look at the tone of a lot like the first two years of bat cars they're like hunting for cars you can go drive so that's a good pickup and yeah. good that you notice that because that's uh a lot of people don't don't catch that that was this sort of intent and that's again just luck of the draw that's what i was into at that time those events sure and, uh i was never a big track guy i was like a road event guy right so that mm -hmm. flavored a lot of the early cars and and again for whatever reason resonated so where we kind of fast forwarded to auctions and and obviously the the site is incredibly popular the community especially um We've got very passionate people for sure watching for every sure. auction. <laughs> um, what do you see for the future? I know you talked about you didn't have a business case when you started, but now you you kind of have this path, and you've done these BAT alumni gatherings, which seem to be pretty popular. Um, what's next? What's kind of on the horizon? Great question. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, mean, oh, I should say, what can you share? Yeah. No. I <laughs> yeah. mean, there's not not a ton of ton of secrets, but the uh, the most important thing is uh, still continuing to refine the sales process, the auction sales. I mean, that's going to be here uh, for good. I mean, yeah. people need a great venue to it do that be. Uh, yeah. for for cars, whether you're a serious pro at selling or whether you're you know you sell one car every ten years, like you should have a good option. And I feel like. When we were growing up, a, a print ad was your best option, and then the internet became your best option, and then the internet kind of went a little sideways on everybody, and then 
we found a way to curate that and try to make it more transparent. And so we're going to uh, continue to push on transparency and uh, ease of use and uh, quality uh, engagement by people and, and optimizing that. So there's still a ton of work to be done there. It's not like, Oh, well, we figured that out. We're moving on to the next thing, right? Like that's, that's a super important, always um, evolving foundational thing. It's, I mean, we're making improvements on it every week. Every Thursday we do a push and the website changes, right? Because there's always stuff that needs improved. Uh, and then there will be, there will be other aspects and other cool things we can do. Everything that we can do to invest in the BAT community is important for us. So like what you mentioned, events, Getting to see that the people and the cars and the transactions are real is really important for us. Like it was really hilarious. Uh, we would go and run into, to, you know, people that are sort of from old school car circles and they'd be like, yeah, I know you got so many cars on there and there's these auctions and they're selling and they're like, is that all real? Like, is that really happening? Do people actually buy and sell the cars? And we're like, yeah, dude, like this is actually a real thing. This is how people do it now, you know? And it's like, they think it was chandelier bidding or something. No, not even that, but they just think it's like, you know, old school, older demographic, like internet's a little bit mysterious, like rando jumping in with a username and dropping 200 grand on a Porsche. Like, does that actually happen? And the, the people who have been around BAT, like you guys know, like this is real. This is the future. This is how it works. But yeah. there are, uh, there's still work to be done to let people know, like, like, you know, bring, bring the old model into the new. And it's, it's surprising how much, uh, effort is still required to do that. So we're, we're I working bet. on that. But they, yeah. And then there's also sort of skunk works features <laughs> and new cool stuff that we're, we're working on. Yeah. Yep. So you have a, you have, um, kind of broken down. Uh, or broken out, I should say, the product, right, in terms of the, the auctions themselves. It's, it looks like you have a, the standard traditional format. Then there's like an elevated one. I forget what Premium. that's called. Premium. Premium. And then yep. there's the other one, which is, uh, what is that one called? Um, we offer a few different services for people yeah. because what, what surfaced when we were, we had $99, one size fits all, do it. You've used it, right? Yeah, like yeah. People have used it, right? I sold two cars. And, and I bought one and sold two. Yeah. yeah there you go. So, uh, but very, you know, low price, one size fits all. And a lot of people always ask for pictures. So we call these premium services, right? You can opt for premium photos, which means a, a photographer will come to your house and it's only like 300 bucks and they'll do 75 like awesome photos. Um, super high quality helps with the sale. And a lot of people are just taking photos with their iPhone. Like I'm terrible, yeah. terrible photographer, right? I've been hired. A, I've taken pictures for like three cars. Is that right? Yeah. You're doing that? Oh, I didn't even know that. I mean, just Lane, that's cool. Not off you guys, but just like Separate. people that like hit yeah, me totally. up. So, and then our buddy Michael Allen Ross has been taking a bunch. Yep. So, oh, yeah. um, Legit yeah, it's kind of cool. You want to, want to have some, it's kind of fun too. I, I just like taking pictures of cars. So yeah. it's like, all right, cool. And that, as you guys know, like presenting them well, presenting them honestly on BAT mm-hmm. is, is uh, paramount, but the, you do want to get good photos. You don't want to have, you know, crappy, blurry photos. So, so that's one level to elevate, which is great, which we're seeing a large take rate on. And then we can also help with all sorts of other things, um, that we, uh, have to charge a little bit more for, but we can, um, you know, do more of the process, help you with the tech side of things, right? There's some people that are just like, I don't, you know, I've got a really nice car to sell and I don't want to do any of this. Can you help me? Right. Those people formerly would have gone to a dealer and paid 10 or 15% and they would just drop the keys and every, all their, they'd get a check in the mail. Right? Yeah. They want and a handler to like, they want a handler. Everything. And so we're getting into doing more of those services. Obviously those are hard to scale and do those at, at a major volume, but we're, 
uh, we rolled out and hired up so that we can help some people that have some real, real VIP cars and, and need some assistance. So we call that, yeah, white glove type services, right? And then um, you market those a little differently to, or a little, we you can, market them more aggressively kind of? Yeah. I mean, as you might guess, like people don't want to spend uh, a bunch more than the standard base products and photos to sell an $8,000 car, right? Of so it, it tends to shift towards the higher end yeah. stuff and those people, um, it'll be your $300,000 cars or whatever. Be, I mean, yeah, or, absolutely. And we, I mean, a lot of this, honestly, guys, has been like learning along the way, right? Yeah. Like we didn't turn this thing on in 14 with all the answers. I mean, right? I'm like, sure people ask you, hey, is there a way I could get a feature and totally. do this kind of stuff? Totally. And then you're like, oh, and, and come to think always, of it. Yeah, you may, you may have seen it on the Gullwing that was sold or a couple of the higher uh, six-figure cars, which are like high-end high-end type cars coming through BAT um, and selling. And sometimes people need sort of longer to consider cars of higher value, right? Like I'll make like an idiot decision on a, you know, $12,000 Volkswagen, yeah. but I'm not going to make some idiot decision on like a super, super expensive yeah. car. Yeah. You want to have time to go those, but like send someone that to check it out totally. or you check it, you fly totally. out to check it out. There's stuff like financial that. reasons you got to yeah. move stuff around or there's yeah. Uh, inspection or different sorts of, so, so the higher dollar, of the car, the more, there's some more care required. So we decided to extend those to longer, uh, periods on the site. So those are going for up to 14 days, not radically different, but somewhat different. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're offering basically tiers of different types of product on the site. Whereas before it was one size fits all. Now there's a little bit more customization and we've, we found that was launched in, what was it? May. So we're, we've got a few months under our belt and, uh, yeah, we've seen a lot more cars that I don't think we would have seen on BAT before we offered that. And now those sellers are stoked and more comfortable. Yeah, that's Whereas cool. they may have gone to dealers or big auctions before. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now we're at the headquarters now and you have how many people downstairs? Uh, we have 18 downstairs 18. and then we have another three or four full timers, uh, uh, remote. throughout the U S remote. Okay. Yeah. And those, uh, remote are auction specialists, writers. Um, we have, uh, those are not, then we have auction specialists okay. that, uh, we have a few of those downstairs and the, the management of that team is downstairs. And then we have some of those scattered about as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, so overall number, if you rolled it all up is like, like 25. I think that's interesting. I, I'm not sure people know that, you know, um, if they visit the site a lot or, or what they're expecting, you know, if they think it's a so people think high it's rise, like, yeah, or, yeah, a couple know, people, I don't know. It, it kind of it boomed, in it boomed in 2009, 10, 11, 12. And then we were still like two or three people at wow. that point. Right. And people would come to the office. I use office like in quotes, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like a funny, uh, funny spot up the road from here. And, uh, they were always, they were always like, wow, you guys are doing a lot of stuff. It's just yeah. you guys. Like, how are you doing that? Right. And we scaled a lot of digital, digital tricks and cool stuff we could do to, to produce what we were doing. And now, now you need a customer team and you I was going like, to say you like, need, like mm-hmm. you know, hiring the right people, financial operations and you need yeah. a social media crew and you need different stuff. So you saw it when you walked in. I mean, there's yeah. there, you got to have some bodies now. And thankfully we, you guys know a bunch of them from your events, but there's some good people downstairs. Bunch that, of jerks. That, for sure. uh, well, yeah. And then being, being in this neck of the woods, you have to have your masseuse and then you have, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Right. Your caterer in the back. Yes, Dude, I wish. That's across the street. You can see the tech buildings uh, like yeah. encroaching on us across the street. This is a great neighborhood, though. Yeah, you gotta have friends at all those ones that have the like twenty four seven chefs and stuff like that. BAT has not hit that uh, (laughs) big time yet. We need to sell a few more more premiums, a couple more premiums, and maybe we'll get a uh, artisanal paella chef. uh, (laughs) I I can, I can. That's very San Francisco. So, for the premium model, is it still capped at five percent, or is it a different thing? 
Good question. It's still captive five percent. So those big, really big really boy cars deal. sell, and the the full fee is five k. So that's pretty transformational based on what so, those yeah, cars are getting. It's captive five yeah. percent for only the first. It goes five percent up to 5K. uh up to five thousand dollars in fee, and and there's no fee higher yeah. than five thousand dollars right. at this point. So that's good to clarify that. So yes. I mean yeah. that's huge yeah. compared it's to a traditional your traditional where there's options. no cap. The cap's the big yeah. change, right? Like uh and five percent is cheaper than most other venues to begin with, but then when you cap it, it's like great. Like oh, it yeah. was yeah, the fee was whatever, less than one percent or whatever on yeah. the uh, on the going. That's you, that would have been a twenty percent fee yeah, on that car. I mean, it's just like radically different. Yeah. So, uh, some people tell us all the time that it's too cheap. It's too cheap. You should raise your prices. And I'm kind of like, you know what? The the uh, the uh, best way for this. I mean, everybody buys stuff off Amazon. Everybody goes for for where you can get it for a fair price. I mean, five k to transact a car is still. That's a lot of dough in my world, right? Yeah, yeah. It's still not not that cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're charging a fair amount, and I just think those other amounts are not that fair, frankly. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of that's the contrast. Right. That's my perspective. That's How cool. many uh, premium listings have you had so far? Because oh, it just man. started like to, what? We have May. So May. So, May. Yeah, we yeah. turned it on in May, and there's oh man. Yeah, I won't, no, no, no. I won't. I won't. Oh, we so, tend to have between uh, three and three and. Maybe five a week. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, we've we've I don't know that we've hit a hundred through there yet, but we've hit you know upper cool. two digits. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's rolling. I mean, there's always if you go to the premium tab on the top of the site, there's always cars there. Yeah, um, I went to I couldn't do this podcast without bringing this up, but um, our seventeenth episode ever. I mean, this what was, date was on that? Was August twelfth, two thousand fourteen. 2014. Okay. August 12th. That was like that was like two weeks after auctions came. So out, our right? po- our podcast was titled fifty eight thousand dollars for an E30 M3 <laughs> question mark. We can do better than that. <laughs> and uh, it's Warren Lane and Brian chat about cars. In this podcast, we turn our we turn in our homework, each picking five cars for the price of one E30 M3 that recently sold. Oh, I did really for fifty eight thousand dollars on the new Bring a Trailer auction. There you go, brand yep. new. So when Shiny it was brand new, new in 2014, you know? that was yeah. my. Per- Personal car. I was going to say yep. that was your car. Yeah, yeah the white man, one. And you resold car. it recently. Uh, we recently relisted it, and he wanted to make more oh, than okay. that amount, and it actually missed reserves. So gotcha. I, was, I was thinking of calling him and trying to get it back. But, but yeah, uh, that would be kind of cool. I saw history. that car out east. He showed it at our alumni gathering at Lime Rock okay. Park, which yeah. was about uh-huh. a month ago, which you, was super fun. The car has provenance The car is great. Well, it not is. for me, man. I mean, it, <laughs> no, because just, of that It's an internet star on DWA, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's that's anyway, that's a cool car. That's a side plot. But yeah, you guys were there. For the first week, a lot of people. Oh. That was a turbulent first couple uh, weeks. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we we kind of like we talked about it on the podcast. Just the fact that obviously it was a big, it was a big news thing that you guys were starting these auctions and selling cars. And you know, there's always like going to be some people like, oh, you know. It was also a milestone in the E30 M3 world. Oh, I mean, it's a go, huge mile sp- milestone go, there. Eight grand for an E30 M3 doesn't sound like that no, much since then, but at that point, that, it was like people were like, yeah. what just happened? Yeah, exactly. like that yeah. Was Since crazy. then, we've seen them over six figures and yep. stuff. Or, By the way, yeah. I'd like to point out uh, that uh, Mike Spinelli on the drive also copied that format. Uh, he now gets your big auction numbers and then uh, breaks it down. Picks how many? Oh, you're going to say that was yours first? And then picks a few cars. We went and did that with him on a live show so uh, yeah he definitely does that i don't think he'd deny that but uh <laughs> That's a lot fine, of, i think yeah. a lot of people do that in there we i mean we hear about like office pools and all yeah. sorts of stuff but uh, you guys were early man you you want the credit you were early in 2014 yeah, yeah. Well, sure he, and he, he would give a shit if we said that whatever cars <laughs> it's funny to see how much cars have gone because i think 
someone had a 993 and five, four other cars. It was like, yeah, yeah. you know, like... Well, like, back then, even in 14, if you look what yeah. stuff was trading for, right? I mean, stuff was cheaper. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, anyway, was cheaper than it is now, right? Yeah. I go buy a CRX in 2014. <laughs> it's like it's like no money, right? Yeah, yeah. So, sold like insane. perfect ones for nothing. Yeah, yeah. like I, that that one specifically, um, I sold it to a friend of ours, and like it was an absolutely perfect 88 Si, red over black interior, with the original mud flaps, like everything, just absolutely perfect car. And at the time, I think this was maybe six, seven, maybe longer, maybe eight years ago. Um, he struggled. To get 3K, and I think he sold <laughs> yeah, it. For, yeah. I think he sold it for 2,500, oh, and man. I sold it to him for 3K, and he was just trying to make his money back. It's not and, that long ago, yeah, man. And right? uh, now that car no. is easily worth what 20 G's? No, what? what, what 20 what, for like, sure. Something right? like that. We've had a couple in the high 20s. And that yeah. one I had the original, yeah. the original, the original equalizer, the graphic equalizer. I had the original stereo, and one thing that, if you know CRXs, especially the 88s and 89s, my climate control dial was intact and actually worked. And they always break through. Uh, the plastic's really weak right there. So, I mean, the car was insane. I mean, I don't know where it ended up. I can't remember, but... Probably just got can... beat like a normal commuter, uh, right? Now it's like, yeah, probably, who yeah. knows? That goes back to when you guys started. I doubt you you thought you'd be selling CRXs for 33000 30, And then oh, uh, totally. Mark 1 GTI just sold for you like see the one yesterday, the silver yeah. one? I mean, we were all talking about that one all week. Was, was that a local that, car? I was looking at that one, too. Um, where, where was, was the silver one? I don't know. Was it by you guys? I don't, I don't know. know. It may have been Bay Area or yeah. it may have been, may have been, I forget where it was, but it was, uh, I just think, I think it might beautiful. be the one that was yeah, at was. Radwood, um, oh, the, the last the really Radwood nice in one. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it had a for sale sign on it. It's possible. Interesting. And, and it was a funny. really nice car. Speaking of Radwood, I think we have a very commensalistic or kind of, you know, symbiotic relationship where, we're contributing to that and you're getting the eyeball, you know, we're, it's like this community where there's overlap, but like, we're all kind of, unfortunately, raising the tide, <laughs> raising, raising the, the tide. tide. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's for us too, right? Cause we're out there actively looking at for these cars. And I mean, it, it is a thing because it's, it's beneficial if you own it. Uh, but it's, it, it kind of sucks sometimes when, and when you want to go out and seek out that minty CRX and then all of a sudden you're the standard, right? Like it's like, Oh, what did BAT's car sell for? And then the guy with a 300,000 mile CRX wants, you know, wants the same money. Well, yeah, we, yeah. we experienced that. Like I yeah. guarantee you this week we'll get a flood of, yeah. of uh, first gen GTIs, Mark one GTI. Everyone thinking they were like, 30 grand. So his was 33. So mine's what? Like 29. Oh, yeah. so and you're like, Toyota Supra. Yours has no headliner. Yours is yours, five. Totally. Yours has four different wheels on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and yours, yeah, yeah, it's not going to work that way. But, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, it, uh, you know, visibility on those cars and guys like us, uh, that like have so much nostalgia for those cars, right? Yep. Like I told you, I was looking for that Mark II for a long freaking time. You know, I mean, I wanted that car. Yeah. And so when you find it, like if that car was 10 grand or if that car was 14 grand, I was like, I'm not going to wait two more years. For like sure. I'll pay more. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's what these people are doing that are bidding on. Uh, the cars that they don't think are going to come again for a while. Like, I mean, there's nice Mark ones out there, but that one was a special one. And that's what people forget when they see the sort of high watermark bidding that happens on a CRX or a GTI or a what Civic SI or a, a Integra Type R or some of these. I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a number of those cars that are out there, but the, everybody sees the like really special one and it goes bonkers. I mean, the 58K M3 on mm-hmm. the first BT auction, that was a different kind of M3. That yeah. Was like, yeah. You know, and, it is a generational so. thing, right? I mean, it, yeah. this is happening just as you were describing early on when we were kids, you know, our parents were into the 65 Chevelles or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And we still like those cars, but these are the ones we truly wanted at, and we lusted 
after and or we had shitty examples when we were kids totally. and now we want to seek out the perfect ones because totally. you know you're more established my sisters both had 8 valve GTIs right and so we cruise around and all and yeah. if I'd ever see a 16 valve driving down the road I'd be like no way like someday yeah. right yeah. Yeah. so that's where so many of us are and I think that comes from a really good place and yeah does that mean prices are higher on those now than they would have been 15 years ago of yeah. course because yeah. my my dad has zero interest in a 60 valve yeah, yeah but sure. i do so like times change so yeah, yeah so there, there's ups and downs and fluctuations with the market and and who knows what but uh there's still let me tell you people say oh bat like found all the good cars there's still so many cars that are out there yep. that are not even on bat that are yep. buried I found, a, yeah, I found a yeah. I found a night a Porsche. Them, I found a Porsche nine twenty four S a month or two ago for pennies. You know, from a very very good story. You know, very good history. Relatively nice car. You know, it's a, it's a driver, but um, you just got to seek it out. And that's what's so exciting, still, right? The hunt. You know, and I mean, I'm looking at both. Right, we're actively looking at BAT, and we're actively looking at these other avenues. Uh, and you know, but if you're in a position where you know, you're looking at you, you want to find the deal, but you, if you also find the perfect color combination, well, yeah, you also want to find package. the perfect car. Yeah, and, and, and so I, I, I want to tie this into uh, just yesterday. I had to go look this up because uh, my M three four five. I had a Dakar yellow slick top M three four five that wing, was featured wing or on, no wing, no wing, awesome. just, uh, that was no featured wing. on your yeah. site um, about in 2014, I think it was, and. Um, I put it on Craigslist, um, and uh, a very rare car, like one of five or six, depending on who you ask. You know, this is a um, M3 sedan, uh, Dakar yellow with no sunroof, black interior, and of course manual. Um, and um, it was ended up on your side as a featured car. And uh, at the time, I put it on Craigslist at 13k, basically expecting to get 11ish. You know, something like that, because it's Craigslist, and you got what year is this? How long ago? Uh, this is uh, 2014. Okay. And so I put it up at 13K and people were like, oh my God, 13K for a 200,000 mile Dakar yellow car, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, well, I'm looking for a very specific buyer, right? Someone who wants that car. But um, now that car is probably worth 20 grand on your site. And like people are freaking out about 2014 or about a, a 200,000 mile, which all records, fresh, you know, cooling system, whatever, um, you know, car. Uh, I, I just thought it was hilarious. But also I, I was super stoked because I happened to find and I mean, this is something I did want to get into, but um, I found the perfect guy for that car through your site. Basically, what ended up happening is uh, um, a local guy who was, you know, heavily involved in BMW CCA had an E34 M5, and uh, he was like, "Whatever, I don't really. I'm more of a track guy. I mean, this is a nice car, and um, you know, I have it kind of sitting at my shop. It's a driver. It's nice. Come and check it out if you're interested. I'll straight trade you for it, you know." And so I straight traded that car, and. Uh, Maybe uh, a year later, or whatever it was, I sold it on your site for fifteen five or something. So it, it's just kind of funny how like that car was fun, you know, that people are willing to pay a premium for, it. and and um, the mileage was probably on. I mean, maybe it was one hundred seventy five thousand miles on the E thirty four five. I can't remember, but to that guy, it was totally worth whatever, you know, like that fifteen k value um, because it was the right car. It was this perfectly spec car, and he knew what it was. And he's like, dude, I've been looking like for six, seven years for this exact car. And like, I'm so stoked to find it here locally, like whatever, you know. Um, but um, I, that being said, I mean, I, I did want to get into um, how you have you're you're getting you're giving these cars a lot of exposure. Right. So like it's a 100 bucks. Sometimes they don't sell. And then 
how do, there's like you start seeing comments and then transactions happen like outside of your scope or your 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 platform like um how do you see that like is that something you're fine with is it like something you want to get more involved in like i mean well, that's how they started right it was i mean it was all about featuring a car and then and you guys still feature cars that aren't on your side yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah there's a couple different dynamics there right i mean i'm you know, my pastime still, for better or worse, is still looking around for cars for sale, right? And so I never want uh, BAT to lose the uh, sort of early DNA, which was hunting for interesting cars and featuring them, whether they come to us as auctions or whether they're buried out somewhere. Like, we'd talk about them, find them, like, because then they'll get into somebody's hands and then they're sort of, you know, out there instead of buried and you never see them again. Um, but your question, Art, was a little bit more on like people doing side deals or people doing, yeah. you know, different sorts But yours of stuff. wasn't a side deal because no, you, no. it was, it was, mine was a feature and it was like, yeah, yeah. it was totally fine, which ended up being yeah. on your site, ended up on your site, right? Yeah. Like ultimately, and that was fine. But sometimes I feel like, let's say for auctions, right? You go to RM and a car doesn't hit reserve or whatever. And then there's still an opportunity for the organization to capitalize on that, right? And it's like, okay. You can still buy it over here on this other platform we have, and basically they still get a cut of the sale because they're they marketed it, they put it out there for people, and they're still kind of helping with the transaction. So it's a more of a business question, I guess. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, so yeah, there are opportunities for uh, after the fact. We uh, very intentionally early on decided that we weren't going to take money for deals that happen afterwards. Like mm -hmm. we wanted to sell during the auction if it doesn't hit the reserve. That's on us because we agreed to a reserve, and so it didn't hit the reserve. So you, uh, as the seller, get introduced to the top bidder because he's the guy who had the uh, most legit bid. And if you guys, you know, he bid 60 and you wanted 70, if you guys can go make a deal, like there's no fee that comes to BAT. And people tell us we're crazy for that all the time. Like, oh, like I didn't want to bid, but BAT, I'll give you two grand if you'll introduce me and all this Jesus. crap that like yeah. <laughs> you, you guys, yeah. I mean, we see it every day. And so we're kind of numb almost to a lot of the antics that a lot of people try to play. And yeah, yeah you'll see the big auctions. They'll be like, at Meekum, the bid goes on or whatever, yes. right? Yeah, they have the whole, all the cars booth, sitting they there. They got a dude over there yeah. in a suit who's like ready to do the deal. Yeah. And it feels like the, it feels like the desk at Subaru Santa Cruz, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But no, we, I've always felt like, like, like drive everybody you can to the auction, like bid on the car. The high bidder should have the first shot. If the seller is like, Hey, it didn't meet reserve. Maybe I had a crazy reserve or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like he can keep the car and go home or he can go market it some other way. Thankfully at this point, I think that marketing it in another way typically isn't better than what you're going to get on BAT. Like you got a good number on yeah, BAT yeah. and, but we don't want to get into side deals and bribes and lies and all this, all this noise that is so all over the auction business, which leads to again, uh, untrustworthy people running all these auctions, right? We want it to be trustworthy and real. And it's like, it either sold or it didn't. And, um, and that's supposed to be during that, you know, time frame on BAT. And then we're not taking money after the fact. And we've had a couple guys that are like, Hey, you guys totally, you know, you, sh you know, he should have dropped that reserve and whatever should have happened. And the seller's super happy. And the seller like writes us a check for 300 bucks. And it's like, you guys are good guys and whatever. We're not like, you know, on principle, tearing that up or whatever, getting super crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, like people soliciting angles, like I think erodes the efficiency and legitimacy of the auction site. And so, 
yeah, fake bids or bribes or all that kind of crap, we've got to steer clear of. Otherwise, we're going to have a lot of success now, but it will be short lived because I, I just feel that, you know, people are dishonest and liars and schemers are not destined to have success eventually, right? Eventually yeah. that yeah. crap comes out and For there's sure. some sort of scandal yeah. and whatever else. So, yeah, I mean, so we stay away from that stuff. Yeah. In, so that, in that's, that's interesting uh, to hear. Um, I mean, well, that's great. That's awesome because, you know, you guys have a lot of integrity there and it, it's, it's great to hear. But I, I should say what's interesting to me was that recently I found out, I mean, maybe Warren knows he's been more involved in the auction world, I guess, or just in those circles. But apparently an auction house is allowed to bid up to reserve. Like, have you heard about this stuff? I'm not allowed. Like, well, but it happened. Like, yeah. like employees will do well, shit like that. Like, I mean, well, but that's not bidding. It's not, that's that's not allowed. Not but allowed. It's, uh, I, yeah, I can't. I thought no, were, there was like a stip- well, what, kind of stipulation where it's, it's no. What'll it's happen is they will give away their fees to make a deal happen because they'd rather get the sale than not get the sale. But I mean, is that what you're talking about? No, I've I've heard that there was some weird loophole where I mean, and you know, I'm, I'm just talking about that really gnarly shit. Like it's like that. Basically, if it's an auction employee, they're allowed to bid up the auction up to reserve somehow. But it's not like, pass the reserve. But not pass reserve. Right. No, there, is, are, there are different rules state by state, and uh, I don't work for a big auction company, so I can't say right, exactly right, right. what they do or their motivations. And uh, uh, obviously, they're not super happy with us to begin with, so I don't, I don't need <laughs> to go too directly after them. But in general, uh, in general, the uh, there are rules where they can create bidding uh the the uh visibility of or the illusion of bidding in ways that that uh, may or may not be happening but i i haven't seen it myself uh to the point that i know you uh, that's that's the problem again with big auctions maybe that's a better way to frame it is that there's a ton of mystery yeah. right in most mm-hmm. auctions there's a ton of like wait what the heck just happened like yeah, you yeah. go it's super enlightening i don't know if you guys have but you go sit in the audience at auctions and you're like Wait, who made that? Yep. Like, did that dude really just say four hundred grand, or, or yeah. who was that dude pointing at? Right? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's just a lot of mystery. And then in the it. phone bidder, the old and phone phones. Bidder. There's like twenty dudes standing on the phones, like taking bids. And like, who's who on they, the other side? Who of are that they phone? talking about? Yeah. Um, and on on BT, obviously, there's not like absolute uh, clarity because people have usernames that it's not like their social security number. Yeah, right. Sure, right? Sure. But it's. But you can see exact. You can follow, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, and you can um, you could also look at what they've bid on in the past and stuff yes. like that. So you can. There's Absolutely. some legitimacy there. That sort of stuff brings um, transparency. Again, transparency is important for the whole yeah. model, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, so anything that we can do to add to transparency, like what you're talking about, art, like whether it happens or not, just sounds sort of murky and tricky and yeah. and it uh, for me personally unsettling right like I, I don't know if i'd throw my dough yeah, i don't yeah. know who i'm bidding against but on bat you kind of know who you're bidding against you're like who's this dude oh he bid on five yeah. other 968s yeah. so this guy's a player you know well i mean that's what i like about it is you can go, yeah <laughs> i like that you or can go out username p911r yeah there you go, or, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I mean i do like that you can go in you can say oh this seller has sold these five cars that's and he's cool. also bought or oh, that's bid on twenty cars and bought three cars. Or how you- about commented a thousand times it's never bidded once? Oh yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. But I'm talking about the positives. Um, that happens a lot, though, man. I mean, yeah. I've commented a whole lot more than I've, uh, uh, yeah. I've bid, and and but so you- have so many people. And I think that the a lot of people. I, I think you got to have both of those groups, right? Well, it goes and- back to transparency, right? Is mm-hmm. that you're allowing everyone to see what everyone has done, which helps. 
Yeah. And you guys are doing the curating for the buyer, which is great. It's like my brother's looking for a, he, he was, he has a Mark one Scirocco. Yeah. Or had it. He, um, was going to our Radwood at Legends of the Autobahn. He got rear ended. Oh, no. And, totally. and then he it went into the car in front of him. So he totaled his 1980 Scirocco. Which was um, pretty perfect. Which was really nice. Um, it was the bronze or, you know, the they gold. All were bronze and the green, gold. Right? That's like, like, like all yeah. Yeah. Right? Really yeah. cool car, <laughs> like all factory, uh, um, period that, correct tuned, like, so BBSs and all this stuff, Recaros and all this New stuff. speed bits. Yeah, yeah. All this, yeah, all the stuff you wanted when you were in high school, basically. But, um, he just got that totaled. So he's looking for another car and he actually hit me up yesterday. He texted me. He said, should I bid on that 924 special edition on Bringer Trailer? It's a oh, black one you guys yeah, have, really an 88. Nice. Oh, yeah, think. totally. Um, but I think part of it, cause he said he's looked at a, he's been looking for cars and he's gone to look at cars. And of course, you know, you go to the normal Craigslist ad and there's like three pictures and it says automatic or it says manual, but it's an automatic. And they don't have a picture of the actual shifter. And then it's like, they, they're not, they're like, Oh, it has a small dent. And you go there and the whole fender is like ripped off. And I think the That's fact that you guys are curating all that, right? You're asking for tons of pictures and you're showing all these things. And, and there is that transparency where the person has to be, they have to be more legit than that. And there's, they're, they're attached to a name and. Um, there's just more of that, you know, it's not, it's not meeting a sketchy person in the parking lot. Right? There's also like, I, I thought you were going to say they're attack dogs when you said attached to a name because like, I mean, quite oh, frankly, there, are, there are attack dogs. Yeah. Like yeah. the people are, are, you know, it's, it's good because sometimes it's bad, but, but, yes. but it's, but people are very, very like, um, a borderline, you know, I don't want to say aggressive. That sounds bad for you. But, no, it's okay. But, yeah, but, say what you feel, but, man. But it's, it's, it's true. We it, see the ups and the downs. It adds you know? to the transparency, though, because people are like, you know what? That fender doesn't belong there. What the hell is this or that? or the, And so people are super nitpicky, but you have a lot of people who are extremely passionate about these cars, right? Whatever they may be. And uh, and so that's great that you have almost like a self-policing system with your community that people are actively looking at the details, right? And, and so, even if it's not right, it at least it asks it ask questions it right it brings up it brings up it, things and, and then people and, are like no the actually like yeah. that paint match that's factory because the bumper is plastic and mm -hmm. the body's you know mm -hmm. metal and that's just what happens and it it's what a really cool side effect of that is it brings out sort of the character of the seller right because if the seller is like super nuclear meltdown when somebody's like yeah hey, you're, you're you're missing a valve stem cap right and he's yeah. like you guys are terrible. I'm out of here. You know, yeah, you're yeah. like, you know what? Maybe I didn't want to buy a car from that right, person. Yeah, yeah. But it, they're, when they're like, Hey, this is cool. And we coach them through this, right? Yeah. And it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's hard to get people into this sort of new way of engaging with people as opposed to the old way. But when somebody anonymous is like, Hey, I don't like your panel gap or your yeah. paint match or whatever. You just take a breath and you're like, yeah, well, yeah. here's what's going on. Here's the information, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm cool and I'm here to show you the car whenever you want to see it. You can come see it in person. Mm -hmm. Like if you say that and if I see someone say that publicly, I'm like, oh, wait, this this dude's reasonable. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. This is the yeah. kind of person I want to buy a car for. Yeah, yeah, right? for and sure. So that we've found a way to encourage and uh, coach and surface that. Yeah. There's there's some other – again, there's other sites that are trying to do the commentary on, on uh, car sales and – it's just all glowing and positive yeah. and you can yeah. totally tell like any critical, anything has been like deleted. No, it's right? nice. To, right? to, and like on BAT, people are like, Oh, people are 
so picky in the comments, but it's like that's important yeah. because that you can't just like delete all the people you don't like and only include the people that are like I you know I love this car like yeah. then it's a useless yeah. dialogue and the auctions so, take on a life of their own it's like oh someone asked about this so here's extra pictures we yeah. uploaded yesterday of that specific area I really appreciate the experts who say I've owned 12 of these cars and here's the spots to look for and this one has all that or it it looks good because of this. I really, right. that's like my favorite. That's thing what about I've it. done when I've, I, I don't comment too often, but if it's a car that I'm, I'm actually interested in, like what I do is I go and look at, um, you know, as we're describing, you know, the panels or whatever in this particular case, uh, may be. And so I'll point it out, be like, Hey, like, can you give me a picture of this angle? Like, or this particular rocker panel looks like it's popped out of the clips. Can you like take, you know, can you uh, highlight that part or what about, yeah, this over here? And so it's, it's trying to help expose more information for the people that are not just myself, but for the entire group of people who are actively looking at this car, because I know that that doesn't belong that way, or I know that this shouldn't fit that way, but I'm not trying to be critical. It's just like trying to get more details and more info so that everyone is more well-informed. Sometimes you have people who just want to hear themselves talk. And so I think you've created a space where um, and it's this is, forum, again, it's forum culture. Positive and negative. It's, it's just interesting to see how there's a lot of people who just love to talk about cars, right? And so you're going to have people who want to tell you about the story that they, they had about a car like this. And so I'm curious, have you actually started to give these guys, like, I see that you guys are doing more editorial work. Like, are you actually like tapping into your community for that? Cause some people love to write and they love to have, you know, to talk about what they're doing and all that. And stuff. Sometimes it's on topic and sometimes it's like so far <laughs> off topic. You're yeah. just like, Whoa, dude, like slow down <laughs> talking about your like random Oldsmobile on a Miata listing. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, we have a team downstairs that is working on the, the uh, community aspects and commenting and what gets through and what doesn't. We talk about curation of cars. There's curation of comments and discussion as well. That's super important. And, mm-hmm. Um, so we've, yeah, editorial, I mean, a couple guys have been so good at that, that we've given them a, their own microphone, like separately, it. like, okay, dude, mm. what you're saying is cool. It just doesn't belong in this thread. So let's give you a thread where you can talk about it. Uh, this dude named Sludge. Yeah. Sludge is mile marker. He's like a phenomenon. Like he has like the most comments and the most engagement on like almost anything we have on the site. It's amazing. Editorial wise. Have you met him? So I have, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's come to a couple of oh, events cool. and, and what does he drive? Uh, He's, I mean, he talks about his MGBs and his old crazy stuff, but he, um, you know, he's in the sort of Peter Egan sort of, uh, vein that Red Track used to have, which is like, uh, he's not a super old guy. I think he's maybe 10 years older than me, but he's had experiences, man. He talks about his upbringing and that resonates with a lot of our crowd and, and demo, which is great. Um, I, I read that kind of stuff as a kid and it's some of what, uh, got me stoked on cars is car magazines and writing and, and stuff like that. So it's cool to be able to provide that. And honestly, it didn't really belong on, like I said, like on a Miata listing, like the sellers, like, yeah, Randy, who's this dude like going off? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. so we had to figure out what, how to manage that. Right. Sometimes you can go off about your Miata love fest story or your ex-girlfriend's oh, uncle who totally a- <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. um, and again, it's important to take the good with the bad and not curate curate it so heavily that it's it's only falsified the, only or the good it's stuff, like right? dishonest but yeah. at the same time we've we've tried to be smart about about what we include and what we don't and and how we do that and but at the same time i mean you guys are very uh very positive on bat and we're there from the early days and i've used the site and everything and you guys totally get it you guys are like our people <laughs> right but at the same time i mean there are no system is perfect right we don't try to say that bat is like yeah. the, the 
100%, you know, airtight, perfect system. There's improvements that we can make. So it's important to both when you're selling a car or when you have a website or a podcast to have open ears and be like, you know, how can we continually make this better? BAT is the, the product of years of weekly, you know, improvements. Yeah. And that's yeah. how you get something good, you know? And mm-hmm. so I'm totally, I love all the, the positives you guys have to say, but yeah, commenting is challenging, right? Selling on BAT is more challenging than throwing two crappy photos on Craigslist, but yeah. the, the result out the other side is, is worth it in yeah. our opinion. So and we, we yeah. talk through that a lot. You have a balance, right? Your, your ads are on purpose, very objectively written. Like it's so that it's just, it's the information it's, you're not, you're not trying to sell it for the, for the, for the seller, right? It's like, here's the information. Here's how it's presented. This is what the seller said. And then the subjective side with some of the objective is, is the community, right? That adds the color to it. And like, and as yeah, there's going to be positives and negatives with that. But I mean, overall, obviously it's a winning formula and it's doing really well. It's working for sure. And yeah, a lot of that, uh, sort of fluffy language that is used at dealers and even other auctions and stuff, you know, you know, the, the super flowery flattering of the car, it just makes my eyes roll. It's again, it's yeah. a credibility thing. So we don't, you know, say, say, you know, this one is the best in the world. It's like, do you know it's the best in the world? Like there mm-hmm. may be another one that you haven't yeah. seen yet. Right, you know? right, so right. I mean, making BS claims is, uh, is something that we are very careful to avoid. Yeah, you guys are almost, um, you guys are super critical in, in some, in we're some careful, ways. Yeah. You know, we, careful, we I guess. Say critical, it's like we the, say critical, or I would say, we say matter of fact. You know, and right? you, you do the, of fact about the, yeah, the it's very straight up. It's like the owner's like claims that this yeah. and, and a lot of know. people want us to flower it up even yeah, more. Yeah. The sellers are like, Hey man, can't you hype this a little yeah. more? And it's like, well, the hype business is a double edged sword. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like you, you want the buyer to be happy. You go bigger, get... bigger, and a five speed. Totally, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> Rotisserie restoration, fully restored, and it's, it's like, so, yeah, oh my gosh, AC Delco stereo. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get to trivia, who is uh, who is Kyle? Who is Kyle? You'll have to be more specific. I have a few friends named Kyle. Submitted by Kyle. Oh, Kyle K. Kyle Kyle K. K. Thought you were talking about like my college buddies or Kyle K is a dude that lives on the East Coast that kind of similar to me, I think, when we started, like trolls for esoteric cars that are for sale all over the place. And he, every day, still, like years later, I think he joined in maybe 2012. Uh, here we are seven years later and like daily pretty much he's like, whoa, check out this like Arnold Bristol for sale. Dang, right. And he's like, daily. whoa, check out this project on like Columbus, Ohio Craigslist. <clears throat> and we're like, how, where are you? Who are you, dude? <laughs> and I thought I was pretty good at finding cars like that dude. I'll, I will wave the white flag. Like that dude is like better yeah, at finding cars than I am. Like many stuff in like European to the point weird. that people think he's fake. Right? I, that's what I Cause we thought. always, and I, I don't know why I did this. Yeah. Uh, you guys will remember it from the early, early days. I'd always like thank who submitted it. Yeah. I'd be like, Hey, yeah, yeah. thanks to Lane for yeah, sending yeah. me a 944 or whatever. Yeah. And. So many of them started to get thanks to Kyle K that people are like, this is phony. This I can't thought it be was real. like this a, yeah, a pseudonym everything. for everyone in totally. your friend and group or something. That's what people thought. And <laughs> no, he's a real dude. He won a, a deal and he sent us a note and we sent him like some BAT merch or whatever. And he was nice. like, saying he's a real human being. Dude, I, I, submit, I submitted a car back in the I day. Want, I want you to check your email someday and see. I, I submitted a Vanagon Synchro. And this is probably like your own or just one you it found? It was my friend's dad's that I was selling for him. And I was like, check this out. I don't think this is in your wheelhouse, but... 
What do you we think? Don't sing crows, man. That and then you were like, no, house. like this is definitely in our wheelhouse, but we're more interested in Westphalia's and stuff like that. But anyways, it was early days. I was wondering if you wrote it because it was it was like very it was early. early. It was me, man. It was one man show. One early, man show. But then and then it uh, boom. Now we got other people writing. Uh, it's trivia time. It's a trivia song if you haven't heard it before. It's trivia time. Um, this this tri- question actually comes from D Weiss. He's uh, been a follower of Dragon Lawson for a while, and he, he DM'd me this privately so you guys wouldn't cheat because I know you're cheaters. Like Lane's, they can't even look at me. <laughs> um, this is... I snuck into your DMs and look. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is quizzing you on your knowledge of the movie uh, The Breakfast Club. Oh, John sweet. Hughes classic. All right. Oh my gosh. Randy, how are you feeling? Oh, no. It's what card is Lane, someone, Lane's all, does Lane's. Molly Ringwall get picked up in? I don't know. Oh, man. I know the 16 Candles is, yeah, uh, is the 944, 944 dude. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to go with that. I this, forget. This I didn't know. So we can we can kind of spit out what you think. No, go for it. What what, what's it the question? Be. All right. So these are the kids that came to, to uh, detention that day. They were dropped off in these cars. Oh, yeah. Uh, side note, Emilio Estevez, I heard, has bought a car on BAT. Really? He was in that movie. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Right? Do I yeah. automatically no. win? Do <laughs> I automatically win? Good. And that's true. That's yeah. <laughs> Bonus points. Um, all right. So the athlete yeah. comes in what car? That's Emilio Estevez. And this is uh, 1985. And the athlete. Yeah, I know, right? He's like two feet tall. Yeah. Uh, so Emilio <laughs> is the athlete. Shoot. I'll give you I a, remember the parking lot. This, this is must a, be at the beginning. He like pulls a, up. Lousy, lousy. You no, know, he, they all get dropped off. None yeah. of them drive their own cars. Yeah, lousy SUV. They're all like 16. Lousy. That's, that's a, it's a it's an S10 or a, or a Bronco 2. Bronco 2. Oh, B2. Good call. Good call. We just, a had a, we just had one, a silver one, I think. <laughs> nice. BC. Those are looking I'm, good I'm to people. Right the Radwood people They're are not good, but liking them. Yeah. Uh, the basket case. So I don't know. Yeah. So that's the, a uh, Judge Ryan. I mean, not. It's, no, it's, um, it's. I forget his name now. The girl, Shoot. isn't it? Oh, that the, the that girl. girl. Yeah. Okay. What are you guys saying? This is this when is, everybody got dropped off. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna lose. I'm, I'm gonna say a Ford LTD. Nicer. Huh. Vista Cruiser. Oh, it's a Mercedes 560. No. Someone 1984, and I say nicer, just barely, Uh. Cadillac Seville. Ah. Wow. So she was like the messed up girl that was like the rich girl driving the caddy? Is that what was going on? No, this is the, now next is the princess, and that's Molly Ringwald. That's Molly Ringwald. Um, This is right up Bring a Trailer's Alley. You should almost be featuring this when you're auctioning. That's like a Mercedes 500 SEC or something like that. Very, very, very close. BMW or a R107 or a what? BMW. E28. 633 CSI. 6 Series. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yep. The Criminal. Yeah, that's what's his name. Yeah, that's the dude with the fingerless gloves. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's like yeah. he's like forty years old in this movie. Yeah. No, he's not. But. He had to be in his like late twenties. I thought that guy just like wandered in off the street. Right? He, he <laughs> that's exactly right. He, he walked. Has no car. He, he walked. Yeah. A trick question. He, he walked because that's the end. <laughs> I remember the end. Oh, he walks yeah. across the lawn he and he goes out of here. Right? He does that totally. It does the fist bump? Yes, and the nerd and it freeze frames. That's right. As all movies did. Yeah, and this is the nerd. Uh, so that's um, what's his name from Weird Science? Yeah, think, and, uh, and from uh, Vacation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Think uh, driver's training. Anthony Michael Hall, like a, like a Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, so it's a little um, like a Chevette. Oh, you said he's very close. I'm going to say is a uh, what's up? An Omni. An Omni. Dodge Aries. Oh, Aries. Tan. Yep. They're all tan, right? Yep. yep. That's what I, that is what we did for driver's ed. We had the Dodge Aries. Dodge Aries. Uh, thank yeah. you, Daryl, for that trivia. Um, 
and that's a podcast. That's a podcast. Randy, thanks for coming. Um, anything for to us. promote? Oh, um, yeah. Buy a, buy a car on Brian no, Trailer. Yeah, I love that, that you guys are psyched on BAT. Uh, if anybody ever has any questions, they can reach out to us. Uh, we are doing some events throughout the year, which is fun. So keep an eye on those. We also love doing stuff at your guys' events. So yeah. we yeah. can do. We'll have to have you on a rally now. But yeah, no, the team here is just a, uh, a bunch of cool folks, and they always love talking to people about cars and BAT. So whenever you see us out in the wild at events, come say hey. Sounds good. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. And a five speed. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes. We have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week. Uh, we also give you discounts on rallies. Also, first chance to get on the rallies which uh this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours and it's a it en ended up being a patron only rally uh yeah and we give you uh sticker packs and some other stuff so go join us patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome thanks we really appreciate it